Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode with a guest I have wanted to have on for so long. I kind of think, like, even from, like, day one of the show, I was like, I need to ask this person if they do this podcast. Uh, I am talking today to Kai from The Real Housewives Orders, which truly is one of my favourite accounts on Instagram in general, and certainly one of, if not my favourite account, talking about Housewives, because it's just so ultra-specific with so much great content. Like, obviously, on the grid, we get all the orders, but... As we mentioned in the chat, Kai does these uh, amazing polls about each week's episodes of the shows as well, which I just, sometimes if he puts the poll up and I've not watched the episode, I'm like, I have to go back after I've watched to make sure I take part. It's one of my favourite things on Instagram. We got into kind of all the shows that are currently airing and we talked about the way the housewives order food and what orders kind of pop up on the, the shows, particularly this season as well, which was really fun. And we got into some chat about housewives books and memoirs. So that was really interesting as well. So I don't want to keep you waiting any longer for this doozy of a chat, which was recorded a few weeks ago. So I think we get into like the New York reunion, which now we've heard is not happening. So, you know, if there's a couple of things that seem a little bit out of date, then bear with me, because as you know, I do record the interviews at different times and all that kind of thing. So without any further ado, here is Kai from The Real Housewives Orders on Housewives and Me. My guest today is the genius behind probably my favorite Real Housewives account on Instagram. Like, I mean, I'm not just saying that. The Real Housewives orders, which brings me so much joy every time a new post pops up. Kai, welcome to Housewives and Me. Hi, Connor. Stop it. You are making my ego balloon. Um, (laughs) My love language is compliments. So I love hearing that I am your favorite Instagram account, but I do not expect that to be true. <laughs> I feel like you have got this really unique uh, point of view with the account and it's something that I was kind of obsessed before I found your account and when I found it I was like oh my god I'm not alone. <laughs> we exist. There's others out there just like you. There are others out there. We'll get to the account and lots of other stuff in a minute but I do as someone who clearly has a vast knowledge of housewives I have to know how did you get into Real Housewives? Well, I feel like I have a very similar journey to a lot of your other guests. I am a fan of your podcast. So if I at times pop in and out of like referencing people and whatnot in different episodes, (laughs) uh, just go with it. But yeah, like many others on the podcast, my like intro to it's a bit muddy. I remember in high school being obsessed with Laguna Beach, the OC, um, any MTV reality show. So it was a natural progression to get into the Real Housewives of Orange County. And I think I was in like grade 12. So that would have been like 2008 or nine. Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something that I was like a fanatic about at the time. Uh, Again, I was really into like more teen focused dramas and reality shows or like a Tila Tequila love competition show. Um, But then I went to university and it kind of just popped off from there. Um, I can't remember if it was Jersey or Atlanta that I binged first, like properly binged. Um, But one of those two were kind of like my intro, uh, the gateway drug rather. And then from there, it was just like, I need to watch Beverly Hills. I need to watch all of Orange County. I need to watch Miami, DC, everything. So yeah, just snowballed into that. God, so you've really seen it all. That's so crazy. So obviously your your Instagram account is The Real Housewives Orders, which is a page dedicated to 
stuff that housewives order for lunch, dinner, with friends, whatever, like food effectively on housewives and drinks sometimes. I have to know, like what inspired you to set up the account? Was there a particular order or moment that you went, hang on, there's an Instagram account in this? I'd say there's, again, a lot of different factors. The one order I saw though, that really was like, okay, we need a dedicated place to talk about it was in, I want to say season 12 of Atlanta. Eva was ordering a whole bunch of sushi and they were giving kind of the the total of each meal pop up on the screen in like a lower third. And I was like, okay, like production is including this kind of like running gag for us. So they want us to talk about it. Why is no one talking about it? And then at the same time, I was just kind of growing bored of Beverly Hills and Orange County. So I was looking for an excuse to dive into those shows and and find something interesting. And pretty much the only thing that was interesting me was what they were ordering. Um, not because it sounded good, because as we all know, Orange County and Beverly Hills are very like, oh, I'll have wet lettuce leaves and like <laughs> a, a corner of bread. Thank you. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was just kind of looking for other things within these shows that I used to love um, to keep myself going. That's so interesting that it was almost to keep you like to almost keep your interest in your fandom going like and has it made you more invested in the shows as a result? Absolutely. Orange County I actually took a break from just because of the all of it the mess of it all. So I actually haven't seen last season and Beverly Hills again is great this year. But for those kind of like two years where they were just kind of like in a funk, it totally gave me gave me a reason to watch and be interested and try and keep up with it all. And I'm curious then because the range of what you cover on the page is so varied and interesting, but what makes a great Real Housewives order or any, and are any particular wives like great at it? Um, I feel like for, I'm going to say Bethany is a great orderer, not maybe in my kind of, like she's not checking my boxes, but I find most people who find the page and message me, it's always very Bethany centric because it's true. She would go out to lunch with a group of ladies and arrive first, order everything for them, and they'd show up and they'd all be happy. Um, There was a moment she literally like word for word got Ramona's complicated water down, um, down to like the no ice type thing and the, the plastic straw instead of reusable. Like it was very very specific. So I think people would say her, but for me and like the page specific specifically, sorry, like I edit out context of the scene. So it pretty much will just be them ordering. So I, I, it really depends on the day. I love a Teresa just because she's so silly. I love a Danielle Staub ordering because she's sinister with a menu. You know, I love Heather Dubrow with a menu because she literally doesn't read it and is just like, okay, I'm going to do what I want to do. Who else? Yeah, I love someone like Marlo. I enjoy watching order because she can't fully form a thought just like me. So I relate to that. (laughs) But yeah, so it really depends on the day. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm sure you've literally seen every like version of an order that could possibly happen your eyes when they go to dinner now you must just be like whoa 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 stop the presses totally and like i'll actually like in the morning just wake up turn the episode on do kind of like a quick scroll through to see if there's any like 
food shots or restaurant kind of like ambiance. And then I'll like focus in on that and see if we get anything. But at this point to have built like such a, a cute community of people who are also really uh, like hawk eyed for orders that I'll just get like a bunch of DMs being like, did you see mm-hmm. Mia order this? Or did you see uh, Ladam get the Chilean sea bass this week? Or, oh my God, Erica's ordering hot toddies. What the heck? Um, so a lot of people just lead me towards things now, which I'm very appreciative of. See, we're all like fascinated by it. You were, you definitely were onto something. Well, I think I've opened my eyes to some people too. Like I'll get messages from people and they're like, I never really clocked this before, but now that I follow your account, like it's all I notice. Like before I would focus (laughs) on like the fighting that they were doing. Whereas now I'm focusing on like the Branzino they just ate. Like, and I want that. I want to try that. So it, it's really cool. Um, you mentioned there that you are in Toronto and obviously we are, t- that's such a non-Canadian way of saying that city name. But anyway, um, <laughs> can, can, you're like, we don't Toronto. say the T. I'm like, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we say the T outside of, of Canada. And um, there's been two Canadian entries into the Real Housewives franchise. One, which was, I think, fine, but not particularly memorable. And one that was incredible. So with Toronto, which is only okay, but Vancouver wow. is sort of, there's only two seasons of it, but it's iconic. I mean, how, how, what do you think of Canada's entry into the Real Housewives realm? It's such a shame because I would love to see more Canadian representation in kind of the, the Housewives realm. Um, Toronto was tough because like the cast had no chemistry. I find Toronto interesting to rewatch because... Um, especially during COVID, I was like, oh my goodness, like I haven't been to that cafe in so long. I miss it there. So I was Mm. watching it for more of the locations than anything else. Um, But the thing with Toronto is there isn't really like groups of people that hang out like that, that are willing to put their lives out there, which I respect. Um, So it just didn't work. But Vancouver, oh my God, I I watch it once a year. It's so, 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 so toxic in the best way possible. Um, I love it. (laughs) The cool thing about Real Housewives of Vancouver for me is, um, like I was telling you before we hopped on this call, I studied radio and TV in university. I do not work in that field. I did nothing with it. But I know a lot of people who worked behind the scenes of Vancouver. So it was interesting to kind of get like the behind the scenes tea of it all and you know why season two reunion wasn't happening because of all the lawsuits um so it was really interesting to be both a viewer and kind of a not a fly on the wall because I I got like two pieces of tea from people but like just to kind of know the inner workings of it all just for because for people who haven't seen Houses of Vancouver they did two seasons the second was explosive but the reports were that basically one cast member had threatened another legal action and so they never did a second season reunion and it effectively shut down production. Is that is that what you've heard or that's the rumor? That is precisely what I've heard. I can't really get into it too much. I know this is super old and like really lukewarm tea at this point. But yeah, so basically there are just a lot of different legal issues from different cast members kind of preventing it all. And I think there was even like refusal to like be in the room with certain people. So when you kind of have that toxic of an environment, I think it's hard to, you know, bring them together for one kind of final hurrah, which is a shame because that reunion would have been so, so, so good. Such a mess. Like, give us a 10-year reunion, like, catch up, like, hey, we didn't give this to you 10 years ago, but here are the dolls now, like, 
Ugh, I need please. that. Please. I'm going to, I'm going to petition Slice CA if I have to, I'll make it happen. Um, (laughs) Honestly. Are there any other international housewives, like basically outside of the US housewives, cities that you are a fan of or think are particularly strong or would even be tempted to maybe do an orders post from? I try to include international as much as possible. Uh, A thing about my Instagram, it's not really one franchise um, specific, like, I try and dabble in all of them. So you'll have Atlanta, Potomac, Beverly Hills, Orange County, even Dallas sometimes. Um, so I try to be fair to everyone and you know give everyone their shine. So I always try and include international. The thing is, a lot of the international versions don't include orders. And I am looking at the Real Housewives of Cheshire, who's on season 9,000. And I can count <laughs> on one hand the amount of times we've gotten a Hi, I would like the blank, please. Mm. Um, so a lot of the international ones don't really factor that trope in, even though it's such a staple of American ones. Um, so I always try to. Uh, right now, me and my partner are re-watching Real Housewives of Melbourne. This is my 9,000th time. It's his like second, maybe. But I was just saying last night that I think Melbourne is one of the like top tier franchises in like in the realm of it all. Like it is so good. Mm. Such a great cast. I love Melbourne. I thought Sydney was really great. Again, it kind of took the page from the Vancouver toxicity book. Um, So I know a lot of people didn't really like that, but I love seeing people be mean on reality TV. Uh, It's fun (laughs) to witness that, but not be on the receiving end of it. Uh, What other international franchises do I love? Love Johannesburg. Editing is a bit of a mess. The storytelling really isn't there, but the cast is perfection. Uh, but I think my answer has to be Melbourne. It is GOAT. It truly is. I, I couldn't agree more. Are you a Melbourne fan? I love Melbourne. I mean, I'm like an advocate for it on this show and I'm now getting messages of people being like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Thank you for, for telling me about this, but it's crazy. And I'm like, you're so welcome. And particularly because it's, ho- it's finally back and I think... October is the time it's due back on screen, like after such a big gap. So fingers crossed its return is as good, but like, I'm just so glad it's returning. I'm going to miss Gina. I think Gina's absence will be missed a lot. But these women like Gamble, Jackie, um, Janet, Janet. like they know how to self-produce and keep things moving while also being chaotic. Like they're professionals. So I have no worries in my mind. But I'm really looking forward to it. Um, And I think Melbourne did it right. And I think a lot of maybe American franchises could look to them in the sense of, you know, they took a two, three year hiatus. And yeah, it was tough for us fans. But you know, the final product is going to be something a lot more thought out. Um, And I'm really looking at like OC this past year, which was just kind of like thrown together. You know, like sometimes these franchises do need to take a year break, kind of figure out the storylines, who the players will be. And you know, the fans will appreciate that more in the long run. Yeah, that's true. Melbourne has led the way in so many instances. Let's get into the kind of American shows because that's, you know, still, they're still the big ones. It's still the ones we're all obsessed with. So. Potomac is having an amazing new season. It feel, It's having like season high ratings in the US. It just kind of feels like it's the show at the moment. How do you feel about Potomac right now? And also, have there been any 
orders or food moments of note this season that you've particularly enjoyed? Well, my favorite trope of ordering, so this I guess would be a sub trope um, if we're getting mm-hmm. we're getting technical, is when someone will order something. I'm looking at Ashley right now. Hey, I'll have the turkey BLT, but without the bacon. Or <laughs> Mia, I'll have the salad with no croutons. Or Denise Richards, I'll have the bruschetta salad with no bruschetta or salad. So there's been lots of that moment in Potomac, which I'm always here for. Tons of Chilean sea bass, lots of Branzino. (laughs) Um, Those are really popular with my audience on Instagram. They love a Branzino moment. I love Potomac. I've always loved Potomac. I watch episodes this season. I'm just smiling ear to ear. I'm laughing. I am engaged. It's just feel good fun. I know there is drama, but there's a level of relatability to these women still even though they've been on tv for six seasons some of them they still feel like people you would meet whereas like someone on beverly hills they they feel more like a character to me do you know what i mean like i wouldn't see lisa renna out in the wild and be like oh my god like how cool i could have a normal conversation with her Whereas like if I saw Robin out and about, I'd be like, hey girl, how's it going? Like, you're so funny. We're both Aries. See you later. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I love how Robin was your, because she is the most normal, I feel like. She really is. Um, Shout out to Robin. Uh, She's someone who I like never had an opinion on, but lately I love. And I don't know if it's just because she gives me attention online, but um, shout out to her. I was actually about to ask because I for, I almost forgot like you have become like on your um on your page you would think oh that's my opinion where you run through that week's episode of each city and for a lot of the at the end of a lot of them you'll feature a clip of Robin dancing usually to Candy's song I don't think I'm not so like you do seem to have a particular fondness for Robin's dance moves. I do because I like Robin have two left feet but I love to dance <laughs> like my boyfriend always makes fun of me he's like please stop dancing you can't but like. It makes me happy. I know I look like a wet piece of spaghetti while I'm doing it, but (laughs) I'm having fun. I'm living my truth. But yeah, so I pair a bunch of Robin dance moments to Candy's iconic 2000 song, Don't Think I'm Not. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's become a staple to the page. People, you know, come a lot of the time. A lot of feedback I get is, you know, I I played this poll simply so that I could get to this final screen of Robin (laughs) dancing. It always makes me happy. So it's nice to just put something out there in the Instagram housewives realm that makes people smile and is just stupid, but non-offensive. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I'm a fan of Robin's dancing. I don't think she's that bad a dancer either. I think you're selling her short. <laughs> okay, yeah, I really was just trolling her, but it, it's coming from a place of seeing people's comments being like, oh, girl, like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm here for it. So let's move on to Beverly Hills, which is having kind of like an incredible a rebirth. Uh, rebirth exactly is a great way of putting it. So like, how do you feel about this season? And again, how do you feel about the orders? Because you, we mentioned in passing, but Erica alone with the hot toddy, like they, I feel like the orders this season have been very ultra specific. Very ultra specific. Um, I'm finding this is just like a little qualm I have. They did it with Lisa Barlow too, where they started Mm -hmm. a season off really strong with a specific drink order, but then it just died. Like it's like the um, like drawing board they have only like factored in three episodes. And then after that, we haven't had a hot toddy (laughs) since. 
Beverly Hills, I never really find anything particularly that interesting that they order. Um, Sutton and Garcelle, I think everyone kind of knows, are, are the future of this cast. Same with Crystal. They all have cool um, like food and drink moments, but nothing really pops out for me with Beverly Hills. Um, but people love seeing Beverly Hills moments, like specifically like an Adrian Maloof and Paul together. People love that. Um, so. And where are you with the Eric of it all? Like how, how, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, how do we even discuss it? <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'll keep it like short and to the point, uh, guilty. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I, when you said that, I was like, I don't see this going in her favor. <laughs> <laughs> not at all um you can't to me like i'm with sutton in the sense that like ignorance is not an excuse you can't be mm-hmm. someone who's like super showboaty like that like i'm fucking ri- oh can i swear yeah you can you very much can swear yes okay perfect i'm fucking loaded look how much money i have i wipe my butt with like rolls of a hundred do you know what i mean like she lived very much like that and was unapologetic about it so to now her be like well where did the money go or where did the money go her deep deep <laughs> her deep accent that's i'd like to know i'd like to know where it is so much better where did the money you- go you're, you're really good at accents and mimicking people. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's hard to find any sort of sympathy for her, especially because we've never known that side of her. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's always been mm. ice queen. Like, we've never gotten that, like, family, um, like, soft, um, friendly side to her. So it's hard to root for her. Uh, how do you, where, do, yeah. where do you fall on the EJ of it all? It's tricky because I definitely think she knows more than she's let on. And I think her, the way she's playing it is bizarre because I I don't think the marriage is probably very fulfilling or good. I don't think he's probably very kind to her. I don't doubt that in in some way she probably overlooked or assumed things around money that she should have been sharper on. But also the inconsistencies and the weirdness, like in a way she's going through something that's unimaginable, just in terms of the speculation and the legal stuff, but also there are certain things that you think most human beings would sort of allude to or certain responses you would sort of just assume would happen that haven't happened or have happened in a really bizarre way. So I don't like, I I find her baffling. and I find her kind of really tone deaf a lot of the time. And it's yes. in a way it's really, in some ways from the show's point of view, it's more interesting that she's handling it badly because it's better television. But at times mm-hmm. I'm just like, you are shooting yourself in the foot like oh my god ambling around your apartment your apartment like a sad sack with the dyson which still costs oh more god. than most vacuum cleaners anyway i was just like what are you doing she's like the poorest rich or the richest poor person she's like oh my 500 hundred dollar dyson and my range rover woe is me i'm like okay <laughs> like that's literally my life i don't even have a car <laughs> even like the way you know, I kind of get that maybe for her, she's reassed. Because also I think it's like, there's a level of wealth a lot of them have or adjacent to where like, there's probably things that we all do every day they haven't done in a while. So I get it that like, oh, live on your own, have to clean up after yourself, maybe a novelty. But like, for her to be like, well, I'm not getting late, so I guess I'll just vacuum. And it's like, but you weren't going to be out, even if it wasn't COVID, you weren't just going to hop on the arm of some like toy boy. Like, right. what are you talking, like, it's bizarre. It's so bizarre. I-, I would love to know who is advising her mm. and why. But 
for <laughs> our entertainment purposes, it is perfection. I find it just funny though, like to be watching something filmed eight months ago or however long ago that was. I'm very bad yeah. at math. So December. Um, yeah. To the, eight months ago. Be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go me. Yeah. Um, right. Math wizard incoming <laughs> to see kind of like the news coming out of, you know, like detailed records of where the $25 million went. Right. And it's like, yeah. To the most like, like novelty of things. So it's hard to have, any sort of, I don't know, faith in her when we're being presented real-time facts in the moment as well. So it's just a lot to take in. And we as Housewives fans haven't had to really do much critical thinking like this in a really long time. So it's interesting. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I do think as well, it doesn't help that sometimes on Instagram, people take random headlines and go, well, it means X. And I'm like, well, okay, what does the actual article say? And some of the pieces are actually really damning. And some of them are like, well, we act that doesn't that doesn't maybe add up but like this is already bad enough so like you're right I feel like we're having this weird thing where we're trying to like keep up with a crazy case and then watching them all I mean I love watching them react to the drip feed of info because it shows you how quickly it changes but also it is a bit bizarre and I think it's coloring our experience of the show because even when the divorce got announced we as viewers were like well yeah well what about x and they're all still on oh my god you're getting a divorce like it took them weeks to get to oh, there's like serious allegations about where the money went. Like, it's a bit jarring. Totally. What are your thoughts kind of on like Dorit, Kyle and Rinna's reaction to it all? I'm only naming those three because I find those three to be in her corner the most. Uh, what I think yeah. they have like a nickname for their little group too. I just am not giving it any, any airtime. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. We were like, we will not say the name of the blah, blah, I don't blah. Know her. <laughs> I don't know her. Um... Kyle is interesting to me because she is sort of in one way the supporter friend but then some of her confessionals which I know are filmed sort of not necessarily like they're filmed one way but they're not shown to us in sequence so sometimes I'm like are they being shady in how they're showing us these because in interviews I feel like she's more um like a little more skeptical than she is oh Oh, absolutely she's more of a audience voice in her confessionals Dorit, I don't know. I don't feel like Dorit has much of a backbone or a point of view this season. Uh, Lisa Rinna, the way I just said that so coldly about Dorit without even... <laughs> I should I, be on Housewives. I'm, I'm retweeting it. I'm pinning <laughs> that tweet. I am in full agreement. <laughs> you don't have a backbone or a point of view, honey. Next. Lisa Rinna, I find bizarre because I feel like she is on the defense from last season with Denise, so she doesn't want to go after someone again. But also, we as an audience member are like, well, here's your perfect chance to absolutely nail someone to the mast if you wanted to, and you're being so weird about it. It's very, like... But then I also, I mean, I'm obsessed with Lisa Rinna just handing Erica a cookie for turning up to film, because that's... And I've said this in the show already, but, like, that's clearly something she respects far more than anything else, just turning up to work. In her head, it's like, okay, well, you're here. fulfilling her contract. it's bizarre it's so bizarre yeah so I don't know I think three of them I would wager are are gauging the public mood now and I think the reunion could be a very different set of circumstances but then I saw Rena on Watch Happens Live so oh it's gonna be so good I can't wait speaking of reunions because we don't as we're talking it's not even clear if there will be one which I can't believe I'm saying but let's get into New York and where we are with this very kind of unusual season and also I mean 
they haven't really ordered much on New York because they've barely been able to go to restaurants. But have there been any orders of note on this weird COVID season of New York? I'll be honest. I started out this season watching it, not fully engaged, but I think New York this season could have taken a page from the Melbourne model and just took a little hiatus. I haven't watched about four weeks of it now. I've seen highlights. <gasps> I've seen clips. I know what a monster Ramona is being. But I am, I'm, I've disengaged from the Roni combo. And my thing was, was like, oh, I'll just watch the reunion and like catch up and come up to speed then. But then I saw that they might not be doing one that I'm like, oh, shit. But there was one order where Sonia ordered, I want to say like mussels and a coffee. Uh, my DM yeah. lit up a lot about that. So I'll give her a shout out. I haven't posted it. I haven't done anything with it. But apparently it was iconic. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed that you just walked away from New York. I'm such a completist that I was like, I'll stick it out, even though I wasn't enjoying it. See, I am I am normally, but lately I'm just like, I value my mental health and my time too much. Like, I'm just going to go watch Real Housewives of Atlanta season five again. Like, that's how I'll fill that void with something that I know brings me joy, happiness, and fulfillment. Not sure that's a word, but. This one, I mean, this is a question. I don't know how many of them you've had because obviously not many of our big Housewives faves come to Canada that often, but maybe even in the online realm, have you had any Housewives run-ins or interactions? I know you mentioned Robin in passing there. Online, yes. I actually, I'm like that like freak of a Housewives fan who's like, I actually don't want to meet any of these people in real life and I don't want to have a relationship with them. I know a lot of the kind of Instagram Bravo personalities um like pride themselves on like befriending and posting pics with certain housewives and you know having like a a fly on the wall and an insider but I actually don't want to meet any of them I've seen Anne from Real Housewives of Toronto in the flesh um and I waved (gasps) at her and she waved back but she was on the phone so I didn't want to bother her. Um, but other than that, I've never seen anyone in real life. Instagram is a bit different. I've DM'd with Robin, Candy Gal, who else? Crystal and I have DM'd. We were supposed to do a Instagram live, but she hasn't DM me back. So Crystal, if oh. you're listening to this, holler at me. I'm actually going <laughs> to take a clip of this and put it on my Instagram stories and tag her. So Crystal, let's do our Vitamix Instagram live. I am ready. I am willing. It is time. Um, So yeah, I'll interact with people on DMs, but I haven't really like um, harbored too many relationships with the wives. I like connecting with people like you more, like people who I know have the same taste as me and like we would actually get Mm -hmm. together and have fun. And with Crystal, so with Crystal was the thing that you were both going to like make a smoothie on Instagram live. Was that the idea? Yeah. So with Crystal, she'll do like these lives where she'll do um, like different recipes that she likes. I think she Mm -hmm. has like a home ingredient line or something or a water line, something, something very she, 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 Beverly Hills, darling. Um, So one day she (laughs) was doing an Instagram live and I just popped up on it uh, and I was like, oh, we need to do like, we should do one of these because like I'm very... I, I love to cook. I love food, clearly. I love my Vitamix. I post my smoothies all the time on my stories. So yes. I was like, oh, we should do something. And then a lot of my followers, I was like, hey, go tell Crystal that you'd love to see this. Everyone showed up and like 
supported the shit out of it, liking comments, please do this. So everyone got her attention. Shout out to you all, you rock. And then, yeah, it just, our schedules kind of didn't work out. And now I'm just lost in her DMs, but I'm going to get together with her (laughs) and hopefully do a little recipe breakdown on her Instagram live. And yeah, um, so TBD. I think it's going to happen. And maybe you can clip some of this audio and we can get it popping in the comments again for Crystal and be like, hey, sis, don't ghost him. Go back to your DMs. Love you, Connor. Thank you. You're doing the Lord's work for me. (laughs) Is there anyone, I mean, in that vein of, I don't know, like doing an Insta Live cooking demo, is there anyone else that you would want to do that with? Like Lisa Barlow. Oh God, that was such an instant response. <laughs> I love I that woman. <laughs> she is just, she has a chaotic soul, um, but not in like a scary, evil way. She is just a very chaotic person that I relate to. And I feel like she'd be really fun to do something like that because you know she doesn't cook. Um, so yeah. watching her... Yeah struggle i think would be really fun and lisa can like talk to a wall and make it laugh like she can just hit us with a bunch of i love it i love that and i love that we're just like eating it out of her palm like we're like yes more so i think she would be really fun or kenya moore kenya moore is like one of my all-time favorite housewives I would just want to do a live with her so I could stare at her and give her compliments and tell her how gorgeous she is, how important she is to the Housewives community, the number one like villain ever. Um, and I'm saying that as a compliment. So yes. either one of those two, I would be very pleased with. <laughs> okay, what a, what a combination. Wow. You mentioned Heather the Dubrow in passing there and she pops up on your page a lot for Fancy Pants Friday and we get to see her with the champagne and all that good stuff. So how do you feel about her return to OC and this sort of attempt to, I guess, re, kind of a soft reboot of OC, if you will? Okay, so I have a complicated history with Heather in the sense that I've always enjoyed Heather's character. Like, I've always liked that she was so like uppity and snotty compared to everyone else, but that wasn't really something Mm -hmm. I was like looking for. So I enjoyed it, but I didn't read that much into it. And a lot of times I was like, damn, she's annoying. Like, yeah, we get it. You're rich and like live in your little white privilege bubble, but like, shut up. Why are we fighting over a chair? But then we've kind of seen OC decline since she left. And I was like, oh, maybe I appreciate or like underappreciated her. And then as you said, every Friday I post a Heather order. And this has been going on for like a year and a half now. Um, So there's a (laughs) lot of content to work with. And I was like, oh, wow, I really I like her a lot more than I think I've ever given her credit for. But I, I listen to come through queen podcast a lot. The most full. Yes. Um, and love they them. love Heather. So I think that's also kind of softened me up a bit, like hearing <laughs> yeah. a literal like Heather Stan podcast. I'm like, yeah, I can get into yeah. it. But I recently saw a TikTok video of her filming, like walking into a cast trip location, and she just is giving yes. such rich bitch energy. And I was like, <laughs> my God, I'm excited. Like she doesn't even yeah, have to do anything. Video. She just has like her nose stuck in the air and she's like strutting. And I'm like, yes, serve. Like season 16 <laughs> is going to be like the greatest of all time. 
So the two long <laughs> didn't read is I'm freaking excited. I also love that you brought up Come Through Queen because Brandon on that show is such a weird Heather Dubro like expert that like I feel like I know so much about her even when she wasn't on the show. Because right? like, oh that came up on her podcast. I'm like Brandon, <laughs> this is like bizarre that you have like kept up with this, but I've actually learned a lot about her by association. Oh absolutely. Uh, just this past week I put up a, a post of Heather and she was talking about her season seven storyline of having a restaurant, which didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere but in the like deep realms of my head I was like I remember Heather saying somewhere that like she was trying to shop a show around her restaurant and honestly I'm pretty sure it's just because the guys that come through Queen were talking about that and that's now <laughs> me thinking I've listened to her podcast or watched her videos explaining this but I think they just they are my number one source for everything Heather Dubrow. they'll be be so happy to hear that and something i wanted to ask you about because i saw you kind of delved into it on twitch a few times was housewives books so you've read a few different housewives books am i right in saying that and what you know it um actually just this past winter i did a book club a virtual bravo book Mm -hmm. club with a lot of my followers and we just took a hiatus for the summer just because everyone's schedules are kind of all over the place and like here in toronto at least like we're finally able to do things again. So I was like, I don't want to take up people's weekend and stuff. So we are going to relaunch that for the fall. Um, So if anyone listening is curious to read a housewives book and shoot the shit about it, uh, all the details will be on my Instagram. But uh, actually, I'll give you a little insider knowledge for what I'm planning for our September launch. Um, We are going to do House of Hilton, the scathing, (sighs) unauthorized biography of the Hilton family, which goes into the the Richard sisters a lot. So that's what we're going to do for September. So if anyone listening wants to come, just DM me and I'll shoot you the Zoom link. And it's it's free. It's fun. It's just stupidness. But yeah, I I, I love a housewife book. I love a, a beach read. I've probably read more than not at this point. What did you say the Hilton's book was called? It's called House of Hilton. Um, House of Hilton. Oh my God, I'm excited. I literally found mine on a street corner. Like it was free in a, 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 on the corner one day, uh, a few years back pre-COVID. So I picked it up and it is, it's insane. Um, it, it's interesting to read it as a Housewives fan. Cause you're like, oh my gosh, like, He's dragging Kim and Kyle and Kathy and none of them are even on TV at this point. Like, whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. And what's, so what Housewives books have you read like from your previous book clubs and were, did any like stand out for good or bad reasons? Okay. So everyone listening, don't make fun of me. Don't laugh. Giselle Bryant's book is like top tier in my book club. We all bought it and read it thinking it was going to be terrible with a capital T. We were going to laugh. We were going to make fun. It was really good. Like for for kind of like a housewives book, this is what we're talking okay. about. Like <laughs> I'm not saying it's really good in compared to like real literature, but considering the fact Giselle's book, My Word, was really good. And what else have we read? Oh, we read Cop Without a Badge. That was the inaugural book. So that's the one. Danielle. Danielle. Exactly. Um, I had never read that. So I was like, it's time to finally get my head there. That was really good. Rinna's renovation was horrible. Um, Toxic (laughs) diet culture vibes, which I should have known because look at her. What else have I read? What else do we have? Caroline Manzo's book was horrendous, but I don't like her. So. Okay. 
I read it and was just like, I'm over this woman enough. Danielle Staub's book, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Um, I wanted more. What else have mm-hmm. we read? Um, I think that's it. Oh, and we read Margaret's book. That was our last one before we took a little bit of a hiatus. And it was good. Margaret has seen some things. She has lived a life. Um, and Teresa's ghostwriter did a great job. I am currently reading Aviva's book as we speak. I started it on just this past weekend. I went to a friend's cottage just for some rest and relaxation. And I grabbed a book from my, my closet at 5am, not really paying attention. When I got there, I was like, (laughs) Oh, it's leggy blonde by Aviva Drescher. And I don't know if it's because I took a bunch of edibles, legal edibles, weed is legal here. And I was just like, really just enjoying life but it was it's very poor little rich girl but it's well written um and I think that's what I respect most about a housewife book is if it's well written and like Mm -hmm. a a good story Aviva you you kind of know the gig she's gone through it all over housewives but whoever wrote this book for her did a really good job kind of tapping into the same topics but new info about it there's some hard-working ghostwriters out there in housewives world it seems and next, I want to read Erica Jane's book. Um, I've had that for years. I cannot get through it for the life of me. I find it so boring. I don't find her life particularly interesting. And this isn't even me hating EJ for kind of the grossness of it all right now. Like this was three years ago. I couldn't get into it either. Um, but I'm going to read it and see if there's any like fun details in there. That's like, oh, that doesn't check out anymore. Or, ooh, that didn't age well. Yeah, I was thinking because I, for my sins, read it at the time. And it's one of those like you breeze through it in a day or two, like just a, kind of, as you say, a beach read. But I would quite like to go back to certain passages now and just see if it feels significant given recent developments right (laughs) have you read any housewives books um i think erica's is maybe the only one that i can think of i would i would consider maybe dorinda or margaret's as like fun reads on like on a kindle maybe but in terms of seeking them out oh no sorry i read carol radsville what remains and i read her novel which was particularly bad if you're gonna do an audible of anything do radsy's what remains I, I'm not a very like um, outwardly emotional person, um, but it had me crying. Um, I don't know if it was because she was narrating and like her cute little lispy voice, but (laughs) it just hit, hit hard. And the point like slapped me across the face and I was like, this is good. Yeah, no, I thought her, her memoir is great. The novel was so, so, but it was fun to read the novel because it had been such a a plot point on the show. And it was so obvious when she was like, I took so long on this. I was reading going, it doesn't really, it didn't read like you did on, but anyway, so there's my only. Brandy Glanville book vibes. So (laughs) that's (laughs) not a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Another, this is something I love to ask every guest and I, I can only imagine the places you'll take this question, but what would your housewife's tagline be and why? Okay, so I'm like, I'm kind of floppy in this area. I'm a bit of a fake fan. I've been watching Housewives for so, so long that taglines to me, I don't know. I love a campy tagline, like a Alexis Bellino, God is my savior, my husband is king, and my body is <laughs> sinful. Like that is top tier to me. Or like the Kristen Takeman, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm pretty. Uh, like things like that <laughs> resonate with me. Like that's very my brand, my looks are everything type thing. So I'd probably have to mm-hmm. do something along those lines. But the one I have written down 
is actually an Amanda Bynes tweet from 2013. And I'd like to preface this by saying I am not making fun of her. I am not (laughs) shitting on her mental health. I love Amanda Bynes. I am a big Amanda Bynes fan, supporter. I hope she is doing well. But she tweeted something once and I was like, holy shit, that is an amazing tagline. So whenever I'm kind Mm -hmm. of asked this question, I know I'm rambling, I'll get to the point soon. Um, Whenever I'm asked this question, I kind of am just like, uh, I don't know. And my brain always goes to this tweet. So I'd love to read it to you. Okay, are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so the, the wind is blowing in my hair. My extension tracks are showing. My little dress is flowing. My arms are on my hips. I am sassy. Okay. I'm sexy. I'm bitchy. I'm girly. I have nothing to prove. Twirls. Whips hair. But proof itself. Oh my god. So the tagline is I have nothing to prove but proof itself. And I say <laughs> that because my character <laughs> oh my I like god. to sell the fantasy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Overcompensating. Um, so what would your character be? Sorry, you said you said your character. Yeah, so I would go into my housewives rookie season being very Megan King, private investigator, like, I'm going to expose somebody, like, I'm going to be that person who proves you to be a liar and a scammer. So my tagline, I have nothing to prove but proof itself really plays into that. Because yeah, um, I'm I'm just an enigma wrapped in a riddle and no cash. Okay, I'm getting a sense of who you'd be on Housewives, and that's utterly fascinating to me. Okay, I love it. Messy. Um, the other million... Messy, exactly. The other million-dollar question I like to ask, which I feel like talking to you takes on a whole new dimension, is you're having a dinner party tomorrow. You can have five people from Housewives World, cast members, friends of, husbands, hangers-on, whoever. What five are coming over and why? The way I think about this every week because i hear you ask this question um i actually have three separate lists um oh is that God. okay if i break it down into <laughs> yeah three work away moods? <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll do it quick I, I won't take up your too much of anyone's time so my first table this is going to be more than five people my apologies i'm sorry i want everyone from the Real Housewives of Potomac. This means Katie Ross. This means Monique Samuels. This means Sharice Jackson Jordan, my queen. I want the entire cast from season one to six of Potomac at a table. (laughs) We are going for fresh seafood. We are having all the desserts. It's going to be a fucking blast. Second. Okay. This is called my pretty girl party. So I'm thinking of a group of ladies where I put up a picture on Instagram and everyone is just like the the heart says eyes emojis like, oh my God, how can so much beauty be in one photo? So this list, (laughs) Dina, formerly Manzo, now Canton, Dina, my queen, Kenya Moore, Garcelle, Meredith Marks. And then I have a tie between either Miss Lawrence from Atlanta. Actually, let's go with Miss Lawrence. It's Miss Lawrence. Yeah. Sorry, Dolores. Um, it's Miss Lawrence. <laughs> so us five oh are, are the pretty girls at the table just shooting the shit. And then uh-huh. my third and final is just like my fun, chaotic dinner party. None of this really makes sense. None of these people particularly would go that well together. But it's Jen Aiden, Marlo Hampton, Lisa Barlow, Crystal Minkoff, and Heather Dubrow. Just because I feel like oh I need my- to give Heather a shout out. That's like, that last table is like chaos meets wealth. Like it's right? a lot of the rich girls and the chaotic, like, I, 
We're and I feel like Chanel Lisa's Kate. somehow the bridge. <laughs> I feel like Lisa's the bridge. Yep. Everything is designer, Mama. Yeah. How did I do? Did I pass the assignment? Damn. Yeah. I mean, you came. You said I'll take three assignments and I'll give you three <laughs> different flavors. And that last table, I'm like, that would actually be so. I got. I just imagine Lisa Barlow like mediating that. I don't know why. And you Marlo, know, the Marlo, Vita like, I can't even do her voice. But flowing. Um, we've got our yeah, alcohol sponsor. Yeah, it, it would be and a And a Diet Coke time. slushy. Yeah. And those giant big slurps that, she, like, that are so American to me, those like 7-Eleven giant slurpy cups. She'd probably have one of those on her table as well. Oh, absolutely. That's the centerpiece. Um, so there's Diet Coke <laughs> in that. There's six different fun, crazy straws coming out of it, and we're all drinking from it. So you're someone who's kind of watched everything Housewives-wise, but I'm curious, like, in terms of your Housewives journey, is there a show that you haven't gotten into that you want to get into? Is there one you're going to go back and rewatch? Like, where are you with your viewing habits and stuff? Well, if you were to ask my boyfriend, he would say I'm just constantly watching a Housewives rerun at any given time. I love revisiting <laughs> a reunion. I love revisiting, yeah. like, a New York season five through seven, OC season seven, eight, anything with Alexis Bellino. Um, I, I don't know. I'm like all over the place. I'll really watch anything, but something I love, 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 love rewatching is Married to Medicine. While that isn't a Housewives, it is a, a Bravo show. And my God, it is my favorite TV show. Like scripted, not scripted, everything. Of all shows, Married to Medicine is my girl. My queen. Okay, well, hard sell it because I've seen you talk about it and sort of shade us, myself included, who haven't watched it yet. So (laughs) why is it so good? And like, in my head, it's kind of like Housewives Jason in terms of the feel of it and how it's set up. So give us Mm -hmm. the hard sell. So it's very, it's the best kind of way to think of it is it's Housewives, but on steroids. So it's pulling Mm. all of your favorite parts of different franchises. So you know how people love on Jersey, how the Housewives are featured and they're very charismatic and personalities themselves. Married to Medicine has that. It has kind of that Atlanta, like richness to it that Real Housewives of Atlanta has. And lots of those dolls pop up. Cynthia Bailey. Yeah, Um, yeah. There's lots of like crossovers in that sense. what else? It just it just pulls everything from like the favorite bits of each kind of franchise into the show. And it's just so good. The cast has great chemistry. They're actually friends. The husbands are actually friends. The relationships are real. Mm. Um, they're not afraid to, you know, tear each other down, but then come together to bring that person back up. I would say watch like a Married to Medicine reunion, I guess if you're not wanting to just dive straight into it. I'm I'm very like start at the beginning and go to the end, but like watch a reunion. Um, for instance, one reunion, they announce that they are gonna get a divorce and then through kind of the power of all the other couples on the show, bringing them together, the divorce didn't happen. So it, it just, <gasps> it, it it, it, it's incredible. It pulls all of our favorite tropes and moments and puts it into one show. And then if you love seeing Andy host a reunion, he hosts the reunion too. Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's great. I mean, a, a lot of people will message me now and be like, I'm finally like watching it and I, I'm <laughs> yeah. sad that I waited this long. Yes, there's moments of it being like, ooh, that didn't age well, but that's any show that came out in 2012. 
But this past season yeah. of it, it was like one of the only Bravo shows that handled COVID properly and gave us a COVID storyline that was interesting and something you wanted to watch. And not everyone has that. Oh my God, that was a good heart sell because between you and Joe Gunn, I've been like, I should watch this. <laughs> you should. You need to. And like, I here's what I did. Cause like, again, we're international hotties. So we can't just turn on the Bravo app and watch things. Uh, la- or yeah. two winters ago, maybe even three winters ago, time is nothing. Uh, when it came on Hey You, I just binged it the entire winter. So I think I had like season one through six and I think I got through it in like a month, but it's a great like wow. winter time. I'm stuck inside show. And then you'll probably be caught up by the time next season is out. Cause I actually watched the season eight premiere this year and I enjoyed it, but I remember thinking, oh, this is actually, it, it was the thing you mentioned of, there was, there was clearly all these like established relationships. And I was like, actually, I need to probably watch this from the start or a few seasons back. Cause I was like, there's so much I wouldn't get, but I was really struck by how, interesting it was and how much was going on even in that one episode I caught Mm -hmm. and that's like one thing I didn't mention either is like the cast has been consistent throughout the years like the same anchors from season one are still in the show except for Mariah who is an executive producer which is another thing you don't see on a Bravo show is the a black female talent being an executive producer of said show like that's fucking cool and we should be celebrating that and lifting her up but she's not on the show anymore Um, But everyone else who started the show is, and they'll like pass through a couple of different cast members, but for the most part, it's the same people. So yeah, like there's eight years of a relationship playing out on a show for you to go watch. Oh my God. Okay. You know what? Myself and the listeners of this fair pod, we have a challenge in our hands and I'm, I'm ready to dive in. So thank you for that. And before we, (laughs) before we wrap up, where can people find your account online and all your housewivesy bits and pieces? So I pretty much just live on Instagram. So you can find me at the real housewives orders on Instagram. I do have a Twitter. I don't use it to tweet things. I'm pretty much just there to like Joe Gunn's tweets and other <laughs> funny Bravoholics. Um, so don't follow me there. Everything, yeah, everything you need, everything you need to find is on my Instagram. And yeah, is there anything else I should plug? Do you think? I'm well. I'm thinking you did kind of do stuff on Twitch, and there is the book club to come. So, but everything will be kind of mentioned on the Instagram anyway. I'm yeah, sure. Instagram is always kind of like the forefront of it all. So if you're looking for me, that's where you're fun- where you will find me. Um, so yeah, follow me on Instagram and get in Crystal Kong Minkoff's comments now and start making some, start banging some like metaphorical pots and pans together, and let's get this Instagram life a cooking. Yes, please. <laughs> it's what we deserve and um, this has been a blast i have wanted to talk to you for ages and as i said you are one of my absolute favorite accounts covering this stuff online kai from real housewives orders thank you very much for coming on housewives and me oh connor thank you so much i really appreciate you allowing me on your platform not everyone is that nice to little instagram accounts especially because i only exist there and there isn't much kind of sound bites or podcasts of me to pull from so i really appreciate you inviting me to your house and letting me ramble for the last hour <laughs> the pleasure was all mine and i will be glued to everything you post oh, you're the best. that was kai from the real housewives orders here on housewives and me you can find him on instagram obviously i'll link to that in the show notes get involved try out the polls maybe i might do the book club if i can figure out the time zones 
I might have to give that book club a go, but it's, if you haven't checked out the page, hopefully that has convinced you to do so. If you liked what you heard today and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and a review on the podcast app, App Store, whatever it's called. I'd really appreciate it if you did, because it really helps the word of mouth get out there about the show. Of course, new episodes are available every single Tuesday. You can find the show on social media at Housewives and Me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on both those platforms as well as It's Connor Bean. All those things are in the show notes as well if you want to click through and follow me and find me on those places. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.